0: Relationships can be difficult to navigate, and when hot-button issues like race and sex and politics are present, things can get complicated quickly. I'm Lisa Morgan, and today on The Weekly Reader, our book critic Marion Winnick reviews two new novels about a pair of intriguing, complex interracial relationships. Hi, Marion. Hi, Lisa. Everything's
1: Fine by Cecilia Rabes begins when Josh and Jess, college math prodigies, meet on the day of Obama's election. Both are being interviewed by the campus newspaper. I'm not convinced that now is the right time to entrust another tax and spend liberal with the economy, says Josh to Jess's disgust, and the two will continue to disagree on everything every time they meet. She pins him as a boring white preppy. He sees the stereotypical angry black woman. Their sparky dynamic continues when both are hired by Goldman Sachs, where he is an overnight sensation and she is mistaken for admin staff even when she tops the leaderboard. Rabes's fascinating, complicated debut follows the pair through the day of Trump's inauguration, offering a nuanced and provocative treatment of the operation of race and politics in an intimate relationship. The author never allows us to completely dismiss Josh, a true believer in meritocracy and the market economy. And perhaps this is what has caused a bizarre pre-publication backlash against the book. Everything's Fine has been the victim of a trash mob, dozens of people who proudly posted on Goodreads that they hadn't read the book and never would, but based on their impression of its topic, were giving it a one-star rating. Goodreads did not moderate this situation at all, and the posts are there as we speak. If this interests you, I urge you to read the book for yourself and see where you stand on the matter. An equally discomforting portrait of a cross-racial relationship is found in Wade in the Water by Nyani Nkrumah. Twelve year old Ella is by far the darkest skinned person in her family, and everyone in Ricksville, Mississippi knows it's because she's not the daughter of her mother's husband, Leroy. Leroy himself abuses her emotionally, physically, and sexually whenever he's in town, and even forbids her siblings from treating her as family. With her only ally, an old blind man named mr McCabe, she falls easily into an unusual friendship with newcomer Katherine saint James a white Princeton grad student who comes to town to study the aftermath of the civil rights movement 20 years later. But St. James is concealing her own connection to the issue. She is the daughter of a notorious Ku Klux Klan leader who fled north with his family in the 1960s to escape justice. Ultimately, his daughter disowned him by changing her name and devoting herself to the study of the civil rights movement. Though her Princeton prof warns her that she's shut the door on a cupboard full of hate and that unless she does some real cleaning, some of it is bound to come crawling out, she goes ahead with her undercover plan to return to Mississippi. When she gets there, nobody wants a thing to do with her except poor, ostracized Ella, and the story proceeds from there. What looks like it could be a narrative of atonement and redemption is turned completely on its head in the final chapters, as more details on Catherine's relationship with her father are presented, some to the community, some only to the reader. Nakrumah leaves us without resolution on the fate of the would-be white saber in this furious look at the long tail of Jim Crow. Another one to read and discuss.
0: The books are Everything's Fine by Cecilia Ribes and Wade in the Water by Niani Nkrumah. You can find more information about these titles in our podcast at WYPR.org or wherever you get your podcasts. At WYPR.org you can also find our entire show archive with hundreds of great books to choose from. The Weekly Reader podcast is made possible by the Ivy Bookshop. For The Weekly Reader, I'm Lisa Morgan. And I'm Marian
1: Winnick.